There are a variety of adjectives and colorful language you could use to describe the way the White Sox played, not only on Thursday, but throughout the series with Cleveland. However, for me, I only need one word, embarrassing. The White Sox lost to the Cleveland Guardians 4-2 to on Thursday and were swept in their own ballpark. How can a team with serious postseason aspirations turn in such a pathetic performance? This series has left us with far more questions than answers. You are locked on White Sox, your daily Chicago White Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Sox fans, welcome to Lockdown White Sox. Thank you for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen each and every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Lockdown Sox. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, just search Lockdown White Sox. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines. Than ever before, Bet Online, where the game starts. Hey, I'm your host, Nick Murawski, a lifelong diehard Chicago White Sox fan, recording this podcast just blocks from the ballpark in beautiful Bridgeport. You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTB. Really appreciate you letting me steal some of your time to talk White Sox, especially after this past series. Lockdown White Sox is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Are we witness to the last remaining games of Jose Abreu in a White Sox uniform? How has Miguel Cairo felt about the way the Sox have played? And what are the odds that Tony La Russa manages the White Sox again? Aside from Tuesday, it wasn't really close. Truly an embarrassment at 35th and Shields these last three days. A state of the White Sox, 76 and 74, seven games back in the AL Central, chasing, of course, the Cleveland Guardians with 12 games left in the season. Uh, White Sox lost to the Guardians 4-2 to on Thursday and were swept in their own ballpark. How? How do you let the Cleveland Guardians come into your home and beat you in every possible way? Just a disgusting series. The Sox were indeed embarrassed. Uh, if the organization cared, this series would be played on loop in the clubhouse, weight room, everywhere and anywhere that players spent time as a reminder of what Cleveland did to them. A talk about changing the game. There definitely needs to be change. Uh, I was there on Thursday, saw this with my own eyes, uh, just unreal. I mean, first inning really set the tone. The way Cleveland was able to score, you'd think it was a playoff game. And maybe to them it was. The urgency high. They wanted to sweep the Sox. Uh, they put pressure on the Sox early by laying down a bunt to get on the board in the first inning. Taking extra bases is a Cleveland specialty. And that was in full force on Thursday. Uh, the Guardians did not hit a home run. They manufactured runs, 
And with Shane Bieber basically untouchable, it was a situation where the Sox were just outplayed and, and had no chance. Uh, too little, too late in terms of offense for the White Sox. Uh, just two runs, seven hits, three extra base hits, a home run from Gavin Sheets late in the game. Uh, Sox were one for four with runners in scoring position. A lot of ground outs, double plays, sprinkled some singles. I mean, it was a power outage uh, during this most important series. Uh, Johnny Cueto was on the hill for the Sox. He gave you six innings, eight hits, four runs. Only three were earned a walk uh, and three strikeouts. His ERA, respectable, 3.15. He threw 91 pitches. Uh, Cueto, not the sharpest we've seen him, uh, but he's also been uh, fighting something under the weather. And, uh, you know, he was supposed to pitch on Saturday, was bumped to Sunday, didn't pitch on Sunday, and now had to wait all the way to Thursday. That could have thrown him off. Don't want to give him uh, any excuses. He's a veteran. Uh, I know he uh, didn't mind and was able to take the ball no matter what, but a little bit different of a, a Cueto than we have seen uh, in previous starts for sure. Uh, bullpen, we had Diekman, Bummer, Lopez. Uh, they gave you three innings, one hit, zero earned runs, zero walks, two strikeouts. Where was this on Tuesday from Diekman and Bummer? Man, it needed to be a must-sweep series uh, for the White Sox. After the emotional loss on Tuesday, the Sox completely checked out and ended up getting swept. Uh, I would have never predicted the Sox to perform the way they did, especially on Wednesday and Thursday. With what was at stake, uh, just unreal. It's a shock. Uh, everybody in the organization needs to look in the mirror. This was unacceptable and should be motivation to get better, but that would require accountability. Up until recently, Miguel Cairo had been able to light a fire under our white sacks. I'm going to tell you why the magic is gone and the excuses are ever present. Uh, more on that in a moment. BetOnline.net is your number one source for football betting info this season. Find all the latest player developments, league matchups, uh, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. Uh, and as always, Bet Online remains your continued source for all your sport wagering information with live betting up to the minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts. So to really understand Thursday's uh, loss, uh, you kind of had to go back and and hear what Miguel Cairo was saying after Wednesday's loss. You know, the Sox were supposed to be out there performing, playing, uh, playing the game the right way, as, as Cairo likes to say, uh, after that emotional letdown uh, on Tuesday. Uh, and this is what Cairo had to say about Wednesday's loss, uh, where the Sox just were completely uh, embarrassed. Quote, we didn't play good. They played better than us. Simple as that. Uh, they came to play today. We didn't. Our season is not over. 
We still have to come and play hard the way it's supposed to be played. I'm just going to see who is going to show up tomorrow and play. Whoever doesn't want to play, I already told them, if you don't want to be here, they can get out. But I know they are going to show. They have been showing every day. They are going out there and playing hard, end quote. That quote was after Wednesday's game. I don't know what he was watching on Wednesday because they did not play hard uh, on Wednesday. That was a pathetic, uh, embarrassing loss. Uh, And then on Thursday, you know, it was a closer game, but I just didn't see the urgency. Uh, Cleveland just completely, uh, did they just beat the White Sox? They were the ones that had the urgency. They were the ones uh, that wanted it far more. Uh, This was uh, per Scott Merkin. Uh, This is Miguel Cairo uh, talking right before Thursday's game. Unfortunately, it feels like here come the excuses. Uh, Again, from Miguel Cairo, quote, I'm going to tell you this. Uh, In spring training, we lost Crochet during the season. The beginning of the season, we lost Moncada for a month with his oblique. We lost Aloy. We lost Bummer. We lost Hendricks for like three weeks. It's been a challenging season no matter how you see it. And us and the staff trying to keep the level of the passion so they can keep going out there and play in the game. Uh, But it's been a lot of injuries. And two days ago, we were only three, two or three games behind Cleveland. They've been playing their butt off. We've got some guys that are playing hurt. I cannot say nothing bad about them because they've been putting in the effort. And whatever they have that day, 50, 60, 70 percent, they want to go out there and play end quote. Wow. Uh, When I read this from Scott Merkin from MLB.com beat writer, uh, Chicago White Sox beat writer, I thought for sure they are prepping us uh, for what is going to be said by the front office, obviously Rick Hahn, uh, once this season is over. It was almost like the front office started to pepper Miguel Cairo and say, you know, this is what you should start saying right now. Get get the folks ready. Uh, Remind them of all the issues that we've had remind them that, you know, we've had all these injuries. This did definitely felt like a spin jab uh, from Cairo far different than his comments uh, right after Wednesday's loss. So are we being prepped uh, with this pre-written these pre-written excuses? I mean, I can only imagine what Rick Hahn uh, will be saying to us if he says anything to us in the near future. Speaking of Rick Hahn and Kenny Williams and, and Tony LaRussa. Uh, this, uh, this was on the Mully and Haw show from 670 The Score. Uh, John Heyman of the New York Post and Odyssey Sports uh, was talking about uh, some of the changes that might or may not occur with the front office. Uh, uh, Heyman thinks the most likely outcome this winter is executive vice president Kenny Williams and general manager uh, Rick Hahn are going to stay put. Uh, while 77-year-old manager Tony LaRussa, uh, who has been out on medical leave since August 30th, uh, he transitions into a new role with the organization. Uh, this is uh, John Heyman. Quote, I don't think we're going to look at the top there. Uh, Kenny Williams and Rick Hahn, I assume, are safe. Uh, you know, we all thought this was an outstanding team, at least on paper. I'm shocked at the season they had. They are the most underachieving team this year. It's really shocking. I do think while Tony wanted to come back and manage, it doesn't appear he's going to come back this year. 
I saw some White Sox people don't think he's going to come back now. They're out of it. They're done. And I think they will probably figure out a smooth way to transition away from La Russa as the manager. That would be my guess. I'm mostly speculating based on talking to people around baseball, not with the organization. I would say that would be one change. Whether there are some others within the organization, I'm not sure. But I don't think Rick Hahn and Ken Williams are in any danger, end quote. We are closing in on the six-year anniversary of the Chris Sale trade, and all we have to show for it is a division title and two playoff wins. Not series wins, just two playoff wins and one AL Central title. Of course, Kenny Williams and Rick Hahn are safe. They are yes men. They are loyal to Jerry Reinsdorf. That's what Jerry Reinsdorf wants to do. He does not care about team of rivals. He does not want people around him that are going to second guess him or try to maybe make things better, think differently. No way. He wants yes men, and that is Kenny Williams and Rick Hahn. So the beat goes on. Maybe we see Tony LaRussa move out of the managerial role and into the front office, but I don't know if that's even scarier than what we've been seeing uh, the last few seasons uh, with him in the dugout. Uh, Jose Abreu has been a fixture on the White Sox since 2014. I'm going to tell you why we may be witnessing the last of Abreu in a White Sox uniform. More on that in a moment. There are six home games left. That is it. Six home games. Uh, is this the end of the line for Jose Abreu? A uh, few want to see him go, but that is because of what he has meant to the organization. Uh, what can he still provide moving forward? Who knows? Uh, is it the stuff that they want uh, him to you know, provide? His power number's down. Uh, he's been a singles machine hitting for average. Uh, there's no question that he is the guy that has been playing baseball the right way uh, on the south side for so many years. The captain, in my mind, uh, his number should be retired. There should be a statue on the concourse. One of my favorite players uh, will go down as one of my favorite players uh, in history. Uh, love what he has done and provided uh, for the White Sox. Wish he could have gotten more. I would love to have seen him uh, retire uh, as a White Sox player, get a championship with the White Sox. I just don't know if that is going to happen. His contract is up after this season, uh, and it's really a head-in-the-heart situation for the front office. Uh, Andrew Vaughn, in my opinion, is your future first baseman. Why he has been out there in left field and right field, it's because they still have Jose Abreu. Yes, Jose Abreu's got an above-average glove, and he's been doing it still with the bat. But honestly, what's the future? Uh, I think Aloy Jimenez, what you've seen from him offensively, staying healthy, been very productive, not playing left field. Eloy Jimenez should be your DH in 2023. Move Andrew Vaughn to first base. Gavin Sheets, for all I care, you know, dangle him as a trade bait. I don't think he should be your uh, right fielder at all. Don't go with a platoon first base. Andrew Vaughn, your first baseman. 
Now, will Jose Abreu accept maybe a part-time role, kind of like what Paul Canerco had uh, his last year, which was also the beginning of the Jose Abreu era? I don't know. I think Jose Abreu, I don't know what Jose Abreu wants, but I would say he thinks he could still probably be a full-time player. Uh, and I respect that, understand that. I don't know if that's what the front office sees. Uh, it pains me to have to talk about Jose Abreu uh, leaving, uh, but it's really, what. where is this organization going? There's just a log jam with first baseman and DH and I don't know what you do moving forward, how to get better defensively. You can't have Vaughn and Sheets uh, in the outfield. So with six home games remaining, enjoy Jose Abreu. If you have an opportunity to get out to the ballpark and you can stomach the way they've been playing, uh, appreciate Jose Abreu. I'll be out there on Saturday. I hope to be there uh, during the final game. Uh, October 5th, uh, just to, just to maybe say goodbye to Jose Abreu, who knows, don't know what's going to happen, uh, but would like to see him as many times as possible before he is maybe gone, uh, out of a white Sox uniform, uh, Detroit Tigers head to head into town, uh, this weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you've got Lucas Giolito going Friday. Uh, Davis Martin on Saturday, that's the windbreaker game, one of the last big giveaways of the season. And then Sunday, it is Dylan Cease. Who knows what the White Sox are going to be able to bring? I just feel like emotionally, uh, they are spent, they are gassed. Uh, you saw the performances from Wednesday and Thursday. Can they give the fans uh, some excitement this weekend? Sure would like to see that, uh, a sweep perhaps of the Tigers. Uh, thanks so much for making this podcast part of your daily routine. You can find the Lockdown White Sox podcast absolutely everywhere you find your podcast. Uh, we are on Twitter and Instagram at Lockdown Sox. You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTB. I want to give a quick shout out to Kevin, a loyal listener of the podcast. Had a chance to meet Kevin at the game on Thursday. Wonderful conversations were had. Great guy and great uh, Sox fan. Hey, thanks for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen. Now make your second listen, the Lockdown MLB podcast. MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories around the league. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Lockdown MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up on the next episode, I will recap the weekend that was for our White Sox and hopefully be celebrating a sweep of the Detroit Tigers. Really appreciate you making time for the Lockdown White Sox podcast. I'm Nick Murawski. Until next time, go Sox!